We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, everyone. Welcome into the Guilty as Charged podcast. If you're sick of listening to Steven and I, well, great. I brought on some people to help uh, discuss all things Chargers, and I brought in Kurt, Anthony, Kyle, and Clarence to talk about Jim Harbaugh, Greg Rome, the draft, free agency, etc. And let's get right into it. We were going to start with Jim Harbaugh, but I think we're all kind of pro-Harbaugh. So I wanted to get to the more controversial topic, and that is Greg Roman and how these guys might feel about the Greg Roman hire. And look here, it's it's a brave space. You can say whatever you want for the most part, and we'll, we'll totally, we'll, we're cool with it. We'll make it work. So Kurt, we'll start with you. Your thoughts on the Greg Roman hire. Um, I didn't, honestly, to be transparent, I actually had no idea who he was whenever uh, Harbaugh got hired. He flew under my radar. Uh, if it's like outside the Chargers sphere, I'm not very, I guess, in-depth on, with the understanding of them and knowing who they are. And the initial thing I saw was everybody was super upset with his name, like the gut reaction. And I'm like, uh oh, this isn't good. Um, and then lo and behold, that's who it was. And uh, I read Popper's article and I'll essentially just be a, a Popper puppet through probably some of these uh questions i'm not a really for or against like you said he's gonna be popper rights we'll see um i get the 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 concern to not throw and air it out um but the last three years we were like we need a running game and we just can't get it going uh from what i've heard this is the guy that can do that and uh with harbaugh still manning the helm i don't think as big of a fan as he is with Herbert, he's not just going to like run the ball only and then lean on Herbert occasionally. So I kind of like it, but we'll see, really. I guess that's the short answer. Yeah, um, feelings about the hire. I uh, wasn't necessarily uh, a huge fan of him, um, considering some of the other options out there like Ingstrand and whatnot. But um, at the end of the day, he's going to help the run game and um, hopefully has a pretty successful play-action game to go off of. Um, I, I think I heard the same thing from Daniel Popper and a few others. It's mainly his passing, uh, passing like route trees that he develops. They get, you know, fumbled up in bunches. And um, I'd like to see that kind of reined in. Hopefully Harbaugh a few of the other staff members can expand on that and create a better pass game. But at the end of the day, better run game for Herbert. I feel like um, we could benefit from that for sure. Yeah, I'm sure Herbert would love that. Kylan, what are you thinking? Uh, so actually, I wrote a lot of these questions down that we were going to be answering. So what I wrote was, I'm excited for the run game. 
Um, I'll get into like just a little bit when I read this thing, but one of the top run game guys in the league. Uh, that's like very agreeable um, from uh, really everybody. Uh, so, but I'm I'm slightly optimistic about the past game with bringing on Marcus Brady and like you know just uh, you know Harbaugh loves Herbert. So it's like like Anthony said, it's not gonna just like fall to the wayside. He's not gonna go from like 4,700 to 37 because we're gonna run the ball that much. Like not gonna happen. Um, and then the surrounding coaches they brought in the Mark Tressman thing. I know you guys talked about it. Um, the last show or the show before it, uh, I saw Kyle Long talking about it and he said it was a good hire. So hmm. if Kyle Long is good as he was, if he says it's a good hire, it's all right with me. Yeah, it was such a funny uh, and then one, thing. One thing I did want to go for it. Sorry. Um, so I will say there was one clip I saw from the 49ers that they ran kind of like that Chiefs, like ring around the rosy. They did that like around the backfield. Um, do, you, do you know what play I'm talking about? I know the Chiefs play, yeah. Okay, well, so like the 49ers did it, it was like Vernon Davis, Bruce Miller, Frank Gore, it might have been somebody else. They just like all just like running around, like the quick, like sugar, kind of like sugar get set, run the ball. I thought it was cool. So I'm excited to see stuff like that. Yeah, should be fun. Clarence, last but not least, on the whole Greg Roman topic, what you think? Um, you know, I wasn't a big fan of the hire initially, but I mean, you also have to take into account when you have um someone like Justin Herbert, you know, you're gonna have a good offense regardless. You know, the main thing is Greg Roman. We all know is elite at the run game. That man has always had a good run game. He's always running the ball phenomenally every single team. Um, and that's what we all wanted as fans was to get the run game going. So I think. The counterpart in bringing in Marcus Brady, I don't think he was as bad as the numbers showed. When I went um, back to go look at a couple of the Colts games, I don't think they were as bad as the numbers show. But I also think he's going to be a good addition into helping Greg Roman, you know, facilitate a. I'm not going to. I don't want to say lethal, but at the same time, a lethal passing offense because of Justin Herbert alone. So I kind of stand on it, you know, just have some patience with it, and see where it goes. Yeah, patience is, is always a tough one. I, I, frankly, at this point, yeah. I, I just want to see the Chargers win. I've been to enough games, season ticket holder. I just want to see wins. If Herbert hands it off 50 times and he gets paid $40 million a year to do that, whatever. As long as they're winning, that's totally fine with me. Um, extending from there, I asked a question on social media, on Twitter, a poll about who would Jim Harbaugh and Greg Roman maximize the best of the offensive weapons. So it's either Neighbors, Odunze, Bowers, or one of the tackles. I think Bowers took, I think, 52% of the vote. And then I think it was Malik Neighbors after that. So, Kurt, moving to you now with the draft coming up, assuming the Chargers stick at five, they might not. I would almost bet that they aren't going to. But if they stick at five because they could get a very good player there, who would you want the Chargers to take at five? Oh, gosh. <laughs> it's been so easy these last, like, three years. You know, like when Slater was available, easy pick. When uh, Johnson was there... Uh, it got a little tricky with Quentin Johnson for Johnson, but uh, I there these these rumors that Harrison Jr. can be available now at five are just teasing us. I, it probably is going to have to be Bowers, I think, because give 
QJ another year to develop. Uh, I know the the whole argument against the tight end is like financially it's not there. Uh, the Kyle Pitts thing is scaring people off. Again, you're hearing all these arguments everywhere. You're probably like the fourth person today to see to hear those combination of words put together. But like, if we don't go that route, Malik Neighbors is uh, is growing on me. Um, like the argument that if Harrison Jr. wasn't available, he would be very easily the first one potentially without uh the guy from washington was his name odunes is that how you say his name odunes i i get it wrong all the time yeah okay odunes sorry uh so probably bowers i think is gonna the biggest hole on offense to fill Mm. is probably where i would go yeah okay one for bowers anthony what are we thinking yeah uh I wanted to go with Bowers. Obviously, I'm going to shift a different direction since he chose that. But um, right. for me, one eight, one would be Bowers. Two, I'd go with uh, whoever you think CB1 is. Uh, sounds like uh, Tyrion Arnold was kind of taking, um, taking that over. I just think with Herbert and a stellar run game, I think that the offense can get it right and right the ship. That You look at that defense, man. Like, who do we have back there? You got Derwin and Asante Samuel Jr. Like, I wish there was that bona fide cb1 that's peeking out above everybody else to make this easy but at the end of the day i look at that defense and like give me whoever you think cb1 is so i guess uh to give you an answer Tyrion arnold for for sure nice we got brock bauer terry on arnold yeah arnold's a, a fast riser i was just talking with steven I, I he was the other guy from alabama he and suddenly it's he's cb1 then mitchell quinion mitchell is cb2 now it seems like in the media it's such a strange process mckinstry is now the, the fourth guy maybe but I'm glad you brought that up. Uh, yeah. I don't know if a lot of Chargers fans will be happy with that at five, but you're right. The Chargers don't have a secondary right now. So everyone's like, yeah, let's get the weapon. Let's get the weapon. But in theory, you could sort of make the four receivers that they have work that they currently have, plus a guy maybe on, on day two, day three, or whatever. They don't yeah. have a secondary. Like They need somebody back there. So I get why you'd go there. Uh, Kylan, where are you going with this one? Um, as far as who would be maximized most, I would say probably Bowers, but for who should be picked, I'm really at a like flip of a coin between Bowers and Neighbors. Like either one, and, and like Kurt talked about the Kyle Pitts, uh, the Kyle Pitts thing, like people are scared of drafting the tight end. Like he's, let's be honest, he's really not tight end. He's, he's an offensive weapon. Just like Kyle Pitts was, the Falcons just haven't used him well enough to dictate take him that high. So, me and my group chat, we have this um this argument almost daily because <laughs> I'm from a Chargers, I'm from a family of Chargers fans, and you know in my group chat we have Raiders fans, and Giants mm-hmm. fans. So um, I'm I'm a full Bowers guy. <clears throat> Excuse Damn. me, I'm a full Bowers guy. Full Bowers guy. I love Neighbors. I think Neighbors would be a, an elite weapon to pair with Justin Herbert. You know, his ability to get separation, his his speed alone, you know, he runs good routes. But I think when you have something like Greg Roman's offense and you can just plug Bar- uh, Brock Bowers into that, and he's, a good, he's good at blocking. He's really good at blocking. You know, we've seen when Justin Herbert had Hunter Henry his rookie year, how much Justin Herbert loved throwing to the tight end. And I told my cousin the same thing, you know, if you looked at the final four in the playoffs, every single one of them had a tight end weapon. Mm. And I think that's what we need to do is pair Justin Herbert with Brock Bowers because Brock Bowers is, 
He's he's an elite prospect. He's an elite prospect. I'm kind of with you guys. You know, I don't like throwing out elite like that all the time. But, I mean, you see someone that's special, and I think Bowers is an elite generational prospect for his position alone. So I'm full Bowers at five, but neighbors, I would not be mad if it happened at all. Yeah. The good news is is the Chargers are going to get a good player at five no matter what. We all have preferences, sure. but they're, they're going to be fine at five no matter what. Even if they reach 10 spots early, that's still the 15th best player potentially in the class. So uh, it's a good group for sure. It's a good spot to be in before they get to the draft, though. And that could that could change your answers. Like, right, we have a free agency before the draft. And I guess it could have led with free agency here to lead up to the draft. But I do, I am curious because the Chargers are so cap strapped currently. Uh, I think we all believe that at least two moves are going to be made, whether it's a trade and a cut, two trades, two cuts an extension, a trade cut, whatever. Like We know the Chargers are going to make moves to make the cap situation work, but they don't have a ton of cap heading into 2024 and then eventually heading into the draft. So what do you think they're going to do there? Or should I say, what is the position that you think they absolutely need to address first or have like the most investment in that position? If they could only go with one position group, what would that be? Let's actually work backwards on this one and go with Clarence first on this answer. All right, so for free agency, um, you know, the, the main position group they need to, to hit on is, um, honestly, I think it's swing tackle because I do think swing tackle is important. You know, I think that's a problem that we've had in the past and everything, bringing important swing tackles. We've seen that, you know, Trey Pipkins, he can't stay healthy with the event that we don't know what's happening in the draft, whether they take a tackle or not. So touching on free agency, I think, you know, the most important position would be to hit on swing tackle just because, you know, the health of Rashawn Slater having to play through multiple injuries, you never know with injuries. You know, it's, it seems like every year offensive line is just going down all the time, all the time. So um, I think it would be swing tackle with, you know, corner not right behind it. I do really like that, Colin. I'm curious if the Chargers genuinely had a quote-unquote great swing tackle option. Would Rashawn Slater have sat a few more games to get fully healthy for the season or even the year before that would Trey Pipkins not have to play every other game on a hurt MCL that he hurt in game have to get back out there if they had a swing tackle they felt more comfortable with so I really like that answer uh Kylan what are you thinking here so I'm gonna go with safety um let's you guys talked about it um in the last episode that if you don't bring, I mean, you get even if you sign a lobby, you still need to probably bring somebody else in. I thought we should have brought in Deshaun Elliott a couple of years ago, so I would love to you know, bring him in. I was, you know, Texas guy, uh, but yeah, safety is definitely the most important. And JT has not shown that he can step up and fill that. Nor I don't, I don't even know if he's their type of safety anyway. Right. Yeah, no, definitely has not been able to show it for various reasons. Uh, unfortunate for sure, because in theory, Telesco did the right thing. Got a safety to prepare for Adderley's departure or somebody else gets hurt. You know, you develop them over time. You, in theory, got a good defensive staff. And then it just never even came close to being what they were hoping for. Could happen. You never know. But right now, um, I agree with you. Having to sign someone in free agency because you just don't know is a smart move. Uh, Anthony, where are you going with this one? So I was thinking the same thing with safety, but I'll go a different direction. And um, obviously, I'd love to have Hunter Henry back. Um, that would be pretty cool. And I don't think it would cost nearly as much money as um, 
as most of the other free agent tight ends that are going to cost you know 12 to 15 million per. Uh, so that would be fun. Oh, either that or go with uh, a cheap running back. Those would be my priorities. Nice. Love it. Hunter Henry being back would be fun. Running back, I definitely agree with. Uh, I was listening to Telesco's pre-combine presser or during the combine presser uh, last year, and he was there was so much hope for JT Woods and for Isaiah Spiller to take that step forward. And he talked about they're really hoping those guys do that. Um, neither really have, whether they haven't been given the chance to or they just couldn't at all, I don't know, um, but can't really rely on them. So running back, I totally get there. Kurt, bring us home here. Who or what position are you targeting in free agency? Uh, I was going to say safety originally, but Kylan beat me to it. And then running back was definitely there just because it fits the, I guess, salary cap situation. Probably the best position uh, just mm. because, unfortunately, running backs just don't make what they can or should. But uh, to go different, I'm going to say center. Nice. Because the idea of missing out on Frazier or, forgive mm. me, the center from Oregon. Um, yeah, Jackson Powers Johnson. Jackson Powers Johnson. I couldn't remember the the acronyms for his, uh, or the letters for his uh, You're good. Uh, initials. The, I'm, as I'm sitting here thinking about it, if we swing and miss on those two guys, uh, there is, I, I think, a third center that could show some promise. But we start rolling the dice. Oh, my cat's in here. Sorry. Uh, um, <laughs> we start rolling the dice real fast on the center of our offensive line. And it was a completely different game when Lindsley went out. And, I mean, we uh, I'm glad Lindsley's healthy. Well, he's able to look after his health. But yes. with him, 99% confident that he's going to be retiring. Uh, for, for everyone's health, it starts at the center because that uh, dictates so much of – pass protections they they're like the general of the offensive line at times and like that if, if you invest in that center position i think you'll have a healthier herbert and the idea if we swing and miss in the draft on on it, it, let's say we land them let's say we do manage to get those guys with our picks and they don't pan out that's kind of scary so maybe like a like a, a a depth piece that shows potential like a fringe starter at center, I think would probably be huge for the team. Yeah, they, they can't go into this draft without a center they believe can even just be marginally half decent for them. They can't go in with no center. And all respect to Brandon Hymas, I just think it's been too little at this point to really tell what kind of center he could be for the future. Maybe they do think it's him. It's possible, but it's a new regime. Didn't draft him, so we'll see there. Yeah, center can't go into the draft without at least a decent starter uh, find your version of Will Clapp. And I know that's not an inspiring you know, idea for a starting center, but you have to have someone because they went into the last draft with 20 different tight ends they could have taken in seven different rounds and they got zero of them because of different reasons and other needs. So yeah, got to find a center, even if the class seems really good, even if you could get Jackson Powers Johnson with a trade back or whatever. It's just never guaranteed. So got to find something there. Uh, last question here. Let's get to the... The thing we're all kind of in agreement on, which is that Jim Harbaugh is the coach that we feel good about. I don't know if we all had him as, as coach one or whatever. I did. Steven didn't. Depending on who you ask, maybe I hated Jim Harbaugh. I don't know. But I was I was all in on Jim Harbaugh as the, the best coaching option for the Chargers this year. Now he's the coach. Uh, I haven't seen the fan base disunited in quite some time. Again, even if he wasn't your first guy, he's probably your second. And you never think most people feel really, really good about him. So the question now becomes, 
what are your expectations for Jim Harbaugh, the head coach, and the Chargers overall? Because some Chargers fans are really optimistic they contend this year, and I guess it depends on what your definition of contention is. But they could contend this year, or maybe it's next year. I don't know. So, um, Kurt, going back to you, what are your expectations for Jim Harbaugh and the Chargers, let's say, this year and then next year? Uh, I learned my lesson the hard way last, <laughs> yeah. last season. Um <laughs> Uh, Staley's second season, I was just like, I don't know. It's like the pieces are coming together. We make the playoffs, uh, but lose to the Jags. And then I was like, we got it. Everyone's healthy. We've had time. This is their defense. And it's just what it was. And so I am not going to take the bait this time, <laughs> this, this soon. Um, I think it is exciting to, to see, his record be so fast with where he's been. We've got a track record, which in my time as a fan, we've not ever had that. Um, so this it's different, but there's a part of me that's not ready to buy in. Um, I think, I think if there were to be success, it won't be this year. I think like we just went through easily four to five different positions we could target in free agency. Yep. Uh, and the only reason we were all so in favor of Bowers is because of where we're at in the draft. We start talking about trading down. Uh, that opens up a bunch of different people we could be looking at. Um, and so I think there's just too many holes and not enough salary cap with where we're at as a roster. For me, I, I think people are saying like, I've heard, I heard someone say it's like, it's they un, the, the Chargers season is a disappointment if they win 10 or less games i'm like let's let's calm down like i think i think we're throwing a huge amount of weight on harbaugh's shoulders already and justin herbert's shoulders if they do it we've got it just adds to their body of evidence but i think it's it's probably more realistic with where the salary cap is and that roster currents or the, the current roster we've got to say give them a couple years and then we'll talk yeah i would agree there and that is I don't want to say the most Chargers fan answer, but you starting off with, I've been hurt before, and therefore I will base my decision based on that. Uh, that tells you right now that we're a podcast of Chargers fans talking about the Chargers right now. Uh, yeah, the Chargers might have 10, 12 different starters next year. Not all of them are going to be great. You know, in Harbaugh, we trust is kind of the mantra for a lot of Chargers fans. But of the 12 new starters, let's say, maybe five of them or six of them are actually good. Um, just the way it works in the NFL. Not everybody's a great starter in year one with a new team, new situation. So um, like that approach for sure. Anthony, where are you going with this one? So I, I thought of taking the same approach as Kurt did because I too have been hurt by the Chargers in my time, right? Um, but there's just something different about hit, like uh, Harbaugh's ability to make the, his teams like physically um, imposing. And when you look at the fact that we lost seven games by less than three points last year, like you can turn a couple of those wins by just being more physical than the other team. Now, sure, it may take more, longer than one year, but, but I don't know. For me, listening to everyone talk about him, watching what he did to Ohio State the past three years as an Ohio State fan, uh, I can't help myself but get excited for what he's going to bring to this team and get that extra, um, you know, half inch. Uh, from the rest of these guys. I th think uh, in year one, Harbaugh makes a push for uh, a wild card spot. And there's seven seven teams allowed in on the AFC yeah. wild card so, or AFC playoffs. So I think 
why not us? Um, I think um, I think he's got it. What what it takes? Yeah, and their schedule absolutely is is it stinks in terms of the teams, but it's great for them. It's the Falcons, it's the Panthers, it's it's the Patriots. It's so many teams picking in front of them, and they get to play those teams. Um, even the Titans, they have no more Vrabel. How does that go? Like, there's so many question marks about those teams. Uh, I feel good just in terms of the record in front of the Chargers. Whether yeah. they make the playoffs, we'll see. Uh, Kylan, what are you thinking? Uh, <clears throat> so I, I kind of took it a different route. Uh, so I'm thinking like year one, we'll be competitive. Like I would love for us to win like five, six games again and get a top draft pick, but probably not going to happen with Harbaugh. Um, so I wrote down, we'll probably flirt with like an eight and nine to 10 and seven. If I did, did I do that right? Yeah. Eight, nine, yeah, 10, seven. I then I think year two. Yeah. Then year two is a divisional. I'm thinking divisional round minimum AFC championship, like possibly, maybe even likely. And then year three to me is when there should be super Super Bowl expectations from there on out. Yeah, I love that. I, I think that's what you'd like to see. I, I'm really open to this next year kind of being a building year. I don't mind even as a season ticket holder sitting in the stands. And if they go, uh, what is it, eight and nine or nine and eight or ten and seven, like I, I can survive with that as long as it looks like they're trending in the right direction, like you were talking about. Uh, Clarence, last but not least, your thoughts on where the Chargers could be with Jim Harbaugh in the next year or two. So, as everyone has stated, I too has been hurt as a Chargers fan. I mean, it's been <laughs> it's been rough years. I mean, <laughs> it's crazy the stuff that we've been through, but we're finally here with Jim Harbaugh. And um, my family, you know, growing up, Chargers fans, that are Chargers fans, but we did watch 49ers games as well. So, you know, I got to sit there and watch Jim Harbaugh's you know, era when he was in San Francisco. And, you know, it's crazy to see the, the amount of turnaround and how fast he has when he was at USD to Stanford to um, San Francisco to Michigan. So, you know, it's hard to rule out, you know, a year one complete turnaround. And that's where I kind of like stuck stuck myself there and just thought about it, you know. I think we could push for wild card the best, you know, year one just because we'll have so many different bodies coming in and out, in and out, in and out. You know, so many different new people to this team via the draft and free agency, um, you know, possible trades as well. And I think year two is when the ball really starts to get rolling and we can become a legit contender. But as long as we beat the Chiefs, I'm tired of the Chiefs. <laughs> I'm tired of the Chiefs. I can't stand it, man. It's, it's a lot. It's a lot. So that's kind of where I feel, uh, where I stand. You know, hardball, it's going to be a, it's definitely going to be a climb. It's gonna, definitely going to be a process. But I think when you have someone like Jim Harbaugh who, you know, demands respect and the respect is given to him, this team is going to buy in. It's going to be a completely different era of Chargers football that, you know, us as the fans that deserve and, you know, especially Keaton Allen really deserves, really deserves. So, yeah, no, Keenan Allen, he his first year was my first year as a season ticket holder. I, I hope he gets his shot, at least just being in the playoffs more often. You know, he's barely sniffed it as a, as a player. Only won two games. Uh, really unfortunate there. But I, I think the free is bright for the Chargers. I was obviously doing handstands and cartwheels. I was, I was kind of getting emotional about the whole hire. I felt pretty good about it. Um, last question. I didn't, like, prep you guys or say, like, we're going to talk about this. But I think this just really comes from the heart. Where are you guys at with your fandom? How do you feel kind of because of this hire? 
how's it been the last few years? Because for me, it was really rough. Um, and where are you kind of at right now as a Chargers fan? Uh, Clarence, we'll start with you on this one. So, as I said, you know, I grew up a Chargers fan my entire life. You know, uh, we've been season ticker holders since 2004. So, I remember as a little kid going to Qualcomm, you know, and then once once the news broke that, you know, they were leaving San Diego and going to, um, what was it, the StubHub Center. Mm-hmm. You know, I'll never forget those days. I've been a season ticket holder in those. And then here we are in Inglewood and on um, SoFi Stadium. So, you know, the last, the last, I would say decade, the last decade has been tough, you know, mm-hmm. going through Mike McCoy to Anthony Lynn, where the first time I really had hope as a fan was 2018. That 2018 run was something special. And then, you know, Brandon Staley came in, and I think, you know, I'm not going to say the entire fan base, but I feel like, you know, he the way he talked just convinced a lot of the fan base, okay, young, innovative mind, maybe he can do this, maybe he can do this. And then, you know, Year one happened, and I'm having a, you know, conversation with, you know, my cousins and, you know, my homies and everything. And they're like, okay, like, I don't know about this Staley guy. I'm trying to have optimism, but it's it's a lot. It's a lot when you saw, you know, some close heartbreaks in year one, and then year two happens. We make the playoffs, and then just the collapse of the Jags game. Mm. And my cousin and I just looked at each other, and we just couldn't believe it. He was like, Staley needs to go. He needs to go. And I was kind of on the fence. I was, okay, maybe it's just, you know, first-time jitter. So I was kind of still holding on hope to Staley. And then after week three, I was done. I was, okay, I can't take this anymore. You know, we need to change. We need to change. And that's why I was for, you know, Ben Johnson was the only, you know, non-head coach with experience that I was going for. But I feel like just hardball had to be the move. And I feel like we have optimism now as Chargers fans, you know, I feel like there's a bright future ahead of us. And I feel like, you know, we won't have to watch like Phillip Rivers. We won't have to watch Jim Harbaugh waste our franchise quarterback's career. So, yeah, that's what I stand. What's up, baby? (laughs) Love it, man. (laughs) Uh, Kylan, one, how are you a Chargers fan or how are you? I'm guessing you went to the University of Texas. How'd you get Chargers fan mixed in with that? And then how are you feeling overall as a fan with this Harbaugh thing and all that? Um, so it's actually funny. I'm not from Texas. I'm actually from Kansas City. Um, oh, and yeah, yeah. So like, all of my favorite teams are based off of singular players. So I'm a I'm a Texas fan because of Vince Young, and then I'm a Chargers fan because obviously LT, uh, being be my favorite player of all time. Uh, yeah. But I, I'm, I'm glad Clarence brought up uh, 2018 because I I know we all miss the post game Melvin Ingram. Bolt Ganger, don't bang, ASAP. Yeah. I like I I miss that so much because he has so much energy and like he was like Darwin asked in terms of like the energy he brought to the team. Um, but obviously, you know, there's been some up some up years and some down years. Um, just real quick, so I I Uber on the weekends and watching the Jags game. I li- I leave the apartment because I I wasn't Ubering during the game or the first half. Leave the apartment. I'm like, oh, we got this shit in the bag. <laughs> I start, you know, so oh, and no. I have so like I have a tablet that I put in the car, like when football games are on, so people mm-hmm. can watch it. And I have people in the car when they kick the field goal to win the game, and they're like, they all look at me, like tap me on the shoulder. I was like, bro, just <laughs> just get out, just get out. You get five stars. Yeah, I better have got five stars. For that ride. <laughs> they probably felt bad for me. <laughs> 
Man, yeah, that was that was probably the lowest I've been as a Chargers fan. Yeah, that was yeah. awful. Yeah, but that was not optimistic with Harbaugh. Good, good to hear. All right, Kurt, man, looks like we lost Anthony. So, Kurt, it's up to you, man. Let's close us out. How are you feeling about the whole Harbaugh thing? And uh, your your optimism as a fan, or how was your pessimism before that? I don't know. Uh, out hearing Clarence talk was therapeutic because. <laughs> Uh, I drank the Kool-Aid hard when I was reading the athletic articles from Popper of breaking down Staley's why as to why he could be, succeed. And uh, it was so different from like Gus Bradley's defense that I'm like, okay, cool. I'll buy into that. And then they had the, the Oakland loss that kept us out of the playoffs the first year. And people were already calling for him to be fired. This is like, you can't do that. And I'm like, we, we were in the playoff run. Like we, that is that in his first year. Cool. We go into Jacksonville and, and Kyle, like Kyle and nailed it is like, we get to halftime and I'm watching it with my, my, I'm visiting my family and they graciously let me watch uh, for the first half. And they want me to watch the whole game, but it turned into a, a really depressing episode. Halftime rolls around and they're like, so I, I was like, it's not over yet. Someone made a comment. I'm like, it's not over yet. And my wife looked at me. She's like, I think you got this one. And I'm like, you doomed us. You have doomed us because you have no idea of what our history is. And lo and behold, every, every five minute interval after that, she just kept looking at me out of the corner of her eye. And then when the time, like when we see that, I think was it Travis Etienne that ran to the right to seal that first down. Oh my gosh. It was like, but just like Clarence said, like we were so hurt. We were so banged up that season. We still made it to playoffs. Yes, it was a collapse, but I think we lost one of our corners because Kyler, I think it was uh, Murray took him mm -hmm. out. There was a collision. I can't remember the details exactly. So I'm like, they, we were just banged up. And then it was around week three to week five. I'm just like, let's do this. Let's rip the bandaid off, start over. It didn't work. The experiment's over. Uh, get Get someone new while we can. And uh, like, like the joke has been, I've been hurt. I'm still hurt. Well, I'm going to wait and see. I will say kudos to the Spanos family for forking up the money because there was yeah. a reason they had developed that reputation. And whether or not they did it to get rid of the reputation or because they genuinely thought they could win, regardless, they heard our complaints and they addressed them. Um, but it's I'm in a wait and see mode. Like I'm not going to. I'm excited. I am hopeful, but I'm reserved, if that makes sense. No, that makes plenty of sense. It, it is really tough. And it, sometimes it's tough, like just from my perspective, not trying to dive too much in either direction, because I, I don't think you can respect listening to the episodes or whatever. If I'm just like, yeah, we're always really good. or ah, Everything's really bad. So I, I totally get the kind of wait and see approach and trying to take a nice like middle approach to it, especially as, you know, a Chargers fan. And like we've all talked about now. Uh, we've been through quite a bit, a um, couple of losses. I'm sure you can think of plenty of different losses and where you were in those moments. Um, Anthony, welcome back. I'm glad you're still here because um, Anthony has been a, a longtime listener. I think our first giveaway winner way back when in 2020. Um, Anthony, where are you at as a Chargers fan? Um, how were things going? How are things going? Let me know. Yeah, so I've been a fan for shoot as long as I can remember. It's like, like 2004 was the... Can you guys hear me? Yes. Okay. Uh, 
yeah, 2004 was like the first year I could remember being a fan. So about 20 years of heartbreak and disappointment, good years every once in a while. But um, I don't know, as a fan, I'm excited, um, definitely reserved. We'll see how this goes. But um, I, don't know, I've, I left California in 2017. I'll be coming back this year finally to be able to attend games. So I'm the, I'm excited, man. Uh, bring me all the smoke. Let's get Harbaugh in the in the playoffs for uh, year one, and let's make it happen. I mean, I've I've been a Chargers fan for 20 years. I'm I'm used to this how this goes, but uh, I'm excited. Why not? It's what we signed up for. Yeah, it is. Uh, the good and the bad will also be here. And thank you guys for being here on this one. Wanted to bring in some different voices just to see you know, t- take the pulse of where you guys were at as fans, how you guys are feeling about the draft, free agency, and I appreciate um, all your answers and your honest answers. You know, again, free agency, draft, like everything was, I think, covered, and we got some different perspectives here. I really appreciate that. Uh, none of us have ever met each other in person. I don't think anybody knows each other outside of maybe on social media, and even then, I don't know if anybody even interacts. Um, I've muted and blocked so many people at this point. I've lost count, but not you guys. I've not muted and blocked <laughs> you guys um, clearly because we're all here right now. Um, yes. Thank you. Yet. Yet. We'll see. Um, <laughs> we'll see. Anyway, uh, Kurt, Clarence, Anthony, Kylan, thank you so much for jumping on for the past 37 minutes. Um, this will be up on YouTube shortly, so I'll, I'll, I'll get it up there and then everyone can uh, enjoy the comment section. Hopefully it's kind. Um, you never know with uh, with social media how it all goes. Um, but I really appreciate all your responses, seriously, and your time. Hopefully the Chargers do win this year. Hopefully they win moving forward and hopefully get that Super Bowl. Um, either the Chargers get really good in the next few years or maybe the Chiefs get really bad, hopefully. One of the two is good for the Chargers. Um, hopefully both things happen. All right, guys, thanks for joining us. Take care. And as always, hold up. Spring is in the air at Littleton Coin Company, and we want to help you brighten your collection. Visit us at littletoncoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase. With a wide selection of coins, paper money, supplies, and more, Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at littletoncoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company. Serving collectors since 1945.